0: With the rise of artificial intelligence or AI in industries such as manufacturing, retail and real estate, is it possible that AI will replace human recruiters in the future? As of 2020, 10% of organizations had integrated AI in their HR departments, with another 36% planning this integration over the next few years. Certainly those numbers have only increased since the pandemic began. While AI usage would lessen the workload of HR professionals, 65% of those same folks do not see AI in recruitment processes as a threat to their jobs. I'm Joe McIntyre, host of Back to Work. And on this episode, we discuss the recruitment process and its adjustments to the AI-dominated world. Joining me for this episode is Mike Dockenhaus, Vice President of Digital Transformation at Yo. Mike specializes in recruitment technologies, recruitment process engineering, and sourcing methodologies. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be with you, Joe. Thank you. So let's start with a, I guess, a general uh, level setting question here. How does AI in recruitment actually work today? Yeah,
1: that's an interesting question, Joe. And from my experience, depending on whether you're talking to a software technology company or you're talking to a talent acquisition practitioner, you get two very different answers, right? And And you almost have to be able to be skilled enough technically and with the business process to weed your way through all of the marketing collateral and material that's kind of out there in the marketplace, you know, on this topic right but. Practically speaking, I think where you are seeing um, AI and automation and machine learning technologies applied relative to the recruiting industry it's really. I think starting first in what I would refer to as the sourcing kind of element or stage of the process. And you're seeing this, um, some of the, the major job board partners, the Indeeds of the world, the LinkedIn's of the world, the Zip recruiters of the world, et cetera, where they are leveraging some machine learning and AI technologies within the context of their platforms to more rapidly connect talent to, to job opportunities. I think if you if you look through the lens of the job boards as a content provider, right? They're all about caring for that consumer experience. So it benefits them to deliver the appropriate content to that consumer is in, in as rapid and efficient uh, a manner as possible. So I definitely think you're seeing it in the job board arena. Certainly, um, employers are are leveraging some of this technology too whether it be the use of of what's referred in the industry as programmatic job distribution or programmatic job advertisement where rather than a recruiter or a talent acquisition specialist determining you know where best to you know place a job in the marketplace technology is driving some of those processes almost similar to the way that um, you know digital marketing technologies uh, are being leveraged in work um so there's that element of kind of targeting and retargeting that is occurring within the context of that i think the other place you're seeing it is is again you know in the same way that the job boards are matching to consumers there are technologies that are helping recruiters match talent to job orders that they have inside of whatever the recruiting platform is and I would say that really the, the next category or, or area where you're seeing it is in what I would refer to as kind of virtual assistant or chatbot uh kind of engagement. Um, so similar again to you know if you go to you know whatever service provider that you have where you 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 need to go because you require customer service support, right? And they engage you through a chatbot widget, and then you know, it may flow you through a technology enabled chat stream or it may eventually hand you off to a live connect um, you know with with a person i think we're seeing you know seeing that technology play there there are certainly other areas but i think for practical day-to-day application today um, you know that that's really where you're seeing the majority of, of ai machine learning being leveraged it's around caring for that kind of talent identification and and you know, talent matching uh,
0: processes. Yeah, you mentioned it uh, a few seconds ago about uh, AI being used by recruiters. Can you get a little bit deeper into how exactly AI can be helpful for those real life recruiters uh, without, I guess, the the threat of them, you know, losing part of their job or losing part of what makes them so talented as, as recruiters?
1: Yeah, I think again, if you if you pull the thread a little bit on this idea of of chat bots or virtual assistants, it's really about um, automating the high volume repetitive tasks to some extent, kind of taking some of that burden off of uh, off of the recruiters. Um, I do think it's you know a bit challenging from time to time to to get a recruiter kind of. Wrap, get their head wrapped around that because it is a certain level of comfort of giving up control of something they have control of. It certain, certainly does represent change. I think, too, where you're seeing it is it, it, it accelerates their ability to match talent to job, which certainly reduces some pressure on them, you know, relative to how they engage with, with hiring managers and how they weed through, um, you know, volumes of data uh resumes etc uh, on a regular basis so ultimately you know with a proper leverage of ai and machine learning and recruiting process i mean what a recruiter should be experiencing is their ability to fill jobs faster and with a higher level of talent quality right so you know and that's kind of that's kind of the goal of all of this anyways
0: mm. Now, um, there's been plenty of discussion in the media, in in the trades, about um, whether or not or how to reduce um, some bias when it comes to AI. Um, AI is just a computer. It it probably doesn't know necessarily what constitutes uh, a quality candidate uh, versus another, um, especially when it comes to um, DE&I initiatives. Is the usage of AI reliable in recruitment? How uh, I guess how does that AI, or how do we make sure that AI isn't uh, isn't biased and weeding out candidates that otherwise would be a good fit?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting question, Joe. And and uh, the reality is, I think the marketplace is still trying to figure that out, right? Um, And there's been some pioneers in this space. I mean, Amazon started thinking about how to use AI and machine learning algorithms to match talent to jobs going all the way back to 2014. I mean, they, they, you talk about early pioneering, right? Well, they shut that application down, because what they learned was that the AI, the machine learning, uh, picked up patterns that uh, represented poor behavior, and started to, you um, institute bias into the process, right? So Amazon at that point in time had a had a higher volume of you know male engineers and they they fed the machine learning algorithm with 10 years of hiring data and what the AI did, right? it picked up a pattern and it started to apply that pattern. And so kudos to Amazon for recognizing that, shutting that down. You know, they really ran that as a kind of an internal pilot you know um but what that demonstrates is a machine is a machine if you feed the machine data it's going to leverage that data and it's going to it's going to uh, lead to an outcome so if you feed it bad data you get the bad faster right you feed it good data you get the good faster and that's the whole premise behind it so you know you do have to be careful I think, but there have been emerging right. It's gotten better. There's now deep uh, machine learning techniques that are being applied. There's more mature natural language processing models and capabilities being applied. Um, you know where those those technologies are taking advantage of past you know missteps, mistakes, however you want to uh, verbalize that, right? But um, but what's also unique, I think is what's emerging in the industry are regulations uh, imposed upon the industry by governing bodies, right? US lawmakers have have already begun to introduce uh, legislation uh, uh, around this, the European Commission, which is the same group that, that oversees GDPR has already started to lean into this topic of AI and machine learning within the context of, of recruiting, talent acquisition. New York City uh, already passed some legislation, and you know the way these things tend to work, right? Is other uh, other uh, municipalities and and communities begin to pick up on that, and and it gains some momentum, right? So and ultimately, the goal of all of those legislative decisions is around ensuring that the AI and machine learning algorithms don't um, negatively impact the protected population, right? And so certainly, I think it is this interesting place where people, I think, understand and see the value of AI and machine learning within the context of this particular business function, but they also have some awareness of uh, it could lead you down a pretty dark place pretty quickly. So proceed with caution.
0: Mike, you're obviously a a digital transformation expert. So you're always thinking about what the future may look like and how uh, individuals are going to adopt this technology and use it. What do you foresee as some of the maybe the more positive long-term effects of AI usage in the recruitment practice um, and and the recruitment process? Um, You know, let's talk about, you know, if companies are adopting this, what does this look like a few years down the line?
1: Well, hopefully, again, it, it's leveraged in uh in an ethical manner right and as a result of it being leveraged in an ethical manner what what's actually occurring is talent that has essentially struggled to be able to uh, compete with more traditional talent is is getting access to opportunities that they've they've not been uh provided access to before right so so your hope is long term it it helps level the playing Field for the talent community, um, it hopefully continues to accelerate the ability for businesses to to staff and to um, ensure their headcount is where they need it to be in order to drive their business strategies uh, forward. So certainly, long term impact it, and potential value proposition is there if applied properly. I do think you know if you think about the critics and some of the hesitation, I think certainly you've got the human nature, um, just the general fear of change, right? Um, This represents something different than what existed yesterday. And so therefore uh, I I feel a certain way around it. And I think too, because there's so much advanced technology uh, involved in these processes, I think a lack of understanding by a, a novice uh, or, or a consumer of these technologies can can lead you to some hesitation as well, right? I mean, the, the truth of the matter is for most individuals, um, this feels very much like wizard behind the curtain kind of stuff, like it's, it's, it's black box. It's like this thing that happens, but I don't really understand how it happens. And because I lack that understanding, it kind of freaks me out a little bit, right? Um, it'll be interesting though, because I think, I think the leadership, um, culture will, will continue to change. I think as, uh, as younger talent enters the marketplace and as that talent continues to grow and mature in their, uh, in their career path and they become, you know, leaders and, and, and strategists, I think, um, they will have a different opinion about this given how they've grown up and their use of technology and their, their comfort level. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm okay with going on Amazon and shopping for something and then going to my next social media experience and having, you know, ads presented to me that represent, right, that, that, that level of where somebody like me might be like, that's a little creepy. Somebody, uh, somebody in a different generation might, might be like, well, that's really cool, you know? And so I think you got that component of it. And then again, I think it's just the ongoing concerns around bias and, and any potential litigation right no company the reality is, and and members of our legal counsel, oftentimes, you know, uh, make these comments that right so so laws are passed by governing bodies, but then they rely on the courts to really um, add clarity to those laws. and. Nobody wants to be the first company that's a part of a lawsuit where clarity gets added around this idea of AI and, and the use of, of talent acquisition. So I certainly think long term, you know, there's going to be a critical eye against that for organizations that that want to uh, ensure that they're not introducing introducing unneeded risk into their organizations.
0: Yeah, understandably, you mentioned you know people are inherently resistant to change. Um... But when it comes to something like this, where you're adopting new technology, digital transformation, something you know a lot about, training is often such a key part in proper training, uh, making sure that people understand what they need to do, how the process works, and make it less scary. Will the training process for talent acquisition folks change uh, due to implementing AI technology or improvement? It kind of has to, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly, right? And it starts with, um, depending upon where 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 that individual is in terms of their adoption of technology just generally speaking it it, it starts with helping them understand the value of the technology and how that translates to them right so what's in it for them how will it help their lives be easier how will it provide them with a better work-life you know balance as an example how will it enable them to better satisfy the needs of of their hiring manager population et cetera. right so i think i think if we can uh, educate them and train them on this idea of these technologies allow you to connect talent to jobs faster that um, it allows you to be even more productive than you already are uh, and and therefore obtain some level of a balance potentially um i think a lot of recruiters and talent acquisition specialists at the end of the day what they'd like to be able to be is consultants rather than you know task takers so i think you know again if we continue to enable them with the right technologies and and equip them with this idea of what's in it for them and and reduce their their comfort level i think really from a training and assimilation perspective you almost have to start there right and i think So helping them understand the benefit to them, having rigor uh, with regard to your process and and how your process is to be executed, right, is is critically important. And the reality is is that element exists regardless of what technologies uh, are there, right? You know, at the end of the day, technologies don't fix people or process challenges. Um, They're designed to enable um, your people and to enable your business processes. So I think you know, just that element of continuing to educate, train, equip, um, I think it, it probably does impact how organizations recruit talent acquisition folks into their environments, right? because, if you know you're a recruiting environment that is highly reliant upon technology enabling that environment, you, pro- you probably wanna ensure you're bringing talent in that fits that culture and mindset and ensure that uh, that they're buying into what it is you're attempting
0: to accomplish. Yeah. Mike, I'm gonna ask you to take out your crystal ball or jump in your DeLorean or whatever you wanna say for a few seconds here and predict the future uh, for the next two questions. First one, do you envision a future where all recruitment processes involve AI technology in some form? I know there's a lot of it already existing, but, you know, in the next few years, is do we hit a point where, you know, AI is just this massive uh, and unavoidable part of recruitment?
1: Yeah, I mean, all, all is a pretty significant statement, right? So um, I sit in a spot where I I, I don't oh. know that litigation and changes to regulations are going to lead us to that place anytime soon and um honestly i'm not sure how i feel about that right i think five years ago when all of this stuff was really gaining momentum um there were a lot of leaders who were like yeah we'll be able to introduce this type of technology across the the whole breadth of the process and we're going to be able to do less with more and we're going to be heroes and so on and so forth and i think uh i think now uh you know we're, we're tapping the brakes for a lot of different reasons uh some of it you know again driven by by regulations and and it's being rethought i i certainly think that it's it's going to it's going to continue to expand um, but i think it's going to do so in a thoughtful manner at least i hope it i hope it does so in a thoughtful manner right because at the end of the day again um, we want to ensure that talent of all types of all backgrounds and and are given equal opportunity uh, to be successful and to pursue their dreams right so I, I just think that I have a hard time thinking that there's going to be, you know, automation in every step of the technology. I just don't. I just don't think culturally um, we'll we'll get there, and nor am I sure we should.
0: Final question here, Mike. Do you foresee a future where AI recruitment puts jobs at risk? I think that's part of the hesitancy that some people have uh, about adopting this. Is does it put my job as a recruiter at risk? Do you foresee a future where, you know, AI could take some of those roles away?
1: I don't i don't really i don't really believe so i mean it may have some sort of an impact on on what might be traditionally known as recruiting coordinator like activities but but generally speaking i i don't i don't see it replacing a talent acquisition specialist i think it certainly is going to it's going to stretch some people to learn some new skills and to you know, adopt and embrace some new ways of doing things and new technologies. But I think the reality is that's true, you know, for every job across the board, right? I just, I just recruiting is so people oriented. I, I just, just think that personally speaking, there's going to continue to be um, a place for people to be in that value chain and to, to really um drive those processes you know it's it's interesting um my my son my oldest son is 21 years old and he uh in the last year and a half in his pursuit of a summer job went through uh, an experience that was 100% automated all right he hated it he absolutely hated it he extend, he was he was extended a job offer without ever talking to anybody talking to a human being and, you know, so he's in that generation and, and he, he rejected it. He, he had no desire you mm-hmm. know, to go work for an organization where he didn't have the ability to ask questions, to understand the work, to understand what he was going to be paid, to understand expectations. So I, I just don't know, I think it's a big stretch to say that, you know, a significant number of jobs at risk
0: with the emergence of this technology. Yeah. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining us today uh, on the podcast here and exploring the effects of AI tech on HR and recruitment and talent acquisition and everything in between. Uh, of course, also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Yo's Back to Work podcast. Mike, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how should they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, the best way for folks to get in touch with me, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Pretty straightforward. Um, finding my last name might be a little bit different, but uh, it's D-A-C-H. E-N-H-A-U-S. Look me up on LinkedIn. I'm there. Happy to connect um, and and uh, enjoy having these types of conversations, no doubt, as a, as a technologist
0: at heart. So, Joe, I appreciate uh, you having me. Awesome. Great to have you. For Yo's Back to Work podcast, I'm Joe McIntyre. Thanks for listening.